The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts of this program do not necessarily stand to reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 28th of January, 2023. I'm your host, Bad Billy, and I got a good show lined up for you, as I normally do. Yes, indeed. So in the first hour, I'm going to be speaking with John Grovener. Yes, uh, one of my brothers in the Bearded Patriots. And also, uh, I co-host with him on Patriot Confederation. Um, but uh, we're talking... Uh, oh, it's just, just about, uh, how our liberties are slowly being stripped away from us. The second hour, I am joined by, uh, one of our other brothers in the bearded Patriots, that being Iceman out of Louisiana. Uh, going to talk more about Travis Hines. It seems like I'm talking a lot about him lately, but, uh, I want to hear, uh, the perspective of somebody who's in law enforcement and uh, hear what he has to say. The third hour, we got the icon Stephen James with the Steve solution and got a very serious subject to talk about there. Uh, but before we get to any of that, I want to cue the first song of the show. This is Another Way of Life with Fade Away. I'll be back with John Grovener right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. Oh, 
there, Thrill Seeker. You're probably sipping on an adult beverage right now as you're listening to this. An average blah, blah drink. I bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Well, hey, rock on with your bad self and get you some Lead Slingers whiskey or rum. Why? Because you can. And because America was founded through the blood of hard-fighting, hard-drinking men. Men who believed in freedom and whiskey. Men who laid down their lives and their fortunes, forging the bedrock of this republic, and in doing so, creating a new species of man, the American. Lead Slingers isn't just for men, however. Ladies can and do enjoy it as well. Lead Slingers whiskey was founded by seven comrades combat veterans who were tired of people afraid to support the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Together, they brought their love of American bourbon whiskey and other spirits to freedom-loving, like-minded Americans. Lead Slinger's whiskeys and rum are available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. To find one near you, visit LeadSlingersWhiskey.com. You must be 21 or older to drink Lead Slinger's whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. If your parachute doesn't deploy, don't worry. You have the rest of your life to try and fix it. Mr. Holland, Mr. Holland, over here, over here. Ma'am, ma'am, please keep it in your pants. Freedom of speech is the most important civil liberty in a democratic society. It's our biggest weapon against fear and conformity and protects us from living under a communist government. It's important for individuals and social growth and it protects us from censorship and corruption. Don't be silenced. Express your freedom of speech. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, McCormick Foundation, and this station. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25-year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. 
I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Fade Away by Another Way of Life. Yes, they're an independent band out of Florida. I don't even think they're uh, they're together anymore. Um, not sure. But, uh, anyway, without any further ado, here is Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with John Grovener. Here we go. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, I am, of course, joined by my colleague and brother in the Bearded Patriots, uh, John Grovener. How you doing, brother? I'm good, Billy. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. Yes, indeed. Um, so uh, just a, a few things uh, I want to talk about. But uh, before we get to it, I want to remind the listeners that uh, don't forget to check out our affiliates. Of course, there's uh, my pillow, Mike Lindell's my pillow, uh, or you go to mypillow.com or go to, um, mystore.com use promo code outlaw. You can get up to 66% off your purchase, maybe even more. If there's a special, uh, prepare for the next unplanned emergency with my Patriot supply, get some food with a shelf life of 25 years, go to my Patriot supply there. All links in the description. Of course, uh, there's Patriot Cigar Company. If you like cigars, use promo code OUTLAW to get up to 15% off good cigars. Uh, there's We the People Holsters, uh, Tactical Brotherhood, uh, Red Pill University. All links in the description of this video. Please go check them out. Go see what you like. So... Uh, Start start out our segment here, John. I came across a video that was uh, that that was from the uh, Idaho Second Amendment Alliance here, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and share my screen with you. And uh, let's see, all right, here we go. This is about seven minutes long, almost eight minutes actually, but we're just going to run through it. What is your toilet? your light bulb, and the seat belt in your pickup all have in common. I'm Christy Zitto with the Idaho Second Amendment Alliance. The government tells you now how much water you can flush every time you push the handle on your toilet. The government's telling you now what kind of light bulbs you can have in your home, whether they're safer or not. The incandescent light bulb has worked for us for generations. Now we're supposed to put light bulbs in our house that contain mercury. When a thermometer breaks at the local school, they send in a hazmat crew to clean up the mercury. It's debatable whether the seatbelts in the truck are safer for us or not, but we are mandated to wear them anyway, and we will be punished with a fine if we don't. It's not your choice anymore. So what does this have to do with the Second Amendment? It has everything to do with the Second Amendment. Our freedoms have been taken away from us incrementally for years, and we have been conditioned to believe that if it keeps us safe, 
that we should be all in for it and that individuals should give up any sovereignty they have to make sure that everybody else around them don't have to think about it and don't have to take accountability for their own safety. We're supposed to curtail our freedoms to make sure that everybody else is okay. But that's where it's wrong. It's my job to keep me safe. It's my job to decide what kind of light bulb I want in my home, how much water the tank in my toilet should flush, and if I want to put a seatbelt on when I'm in my vehicle. That's not the proper role of government. But now, all in the name of safety, we are going to lose our rights to self-defense. We're losing our right to our First Amendment to say what we want, where we want, and suffer the consequences of our own actions in a natural way because the government has decided that's what's best. We're seeing the ATF now come up with the Pistol Brace Act and all of these other things. We're seeing the Biden administration dangle millions and millions and millions of dollars in bribe money in front of our states to, in, to enact red flag laws, red flag gun confiscation laws. And none of this is the proper role of government. None of this is constitutional. But it's been coming for years and years and years. And we have been busy raising our families, working hard to pay our taxes, to do all of the things that law-abiding citizens are supposed to do. And now here we are today. Is it too late? I hope not. I hope it's not too late. So we need to get off the couch. We need to stop hiding behind the Constitution. And we need to get out and we need to pave the pavement. Pave. We need to stop hiding behind the Constitution. We need to stand in front of the Constitution, carry it in our hand, and go to work with that as our guide to make sure that the freedoms that we have are not lost and to make sure that we can get back what we already have lost. Freedom definitely is not free, and it takes work and sweat and tears to make it happen. It has for generations. Every one of us no family members that have given up everything to ensure that this land remains free. And now it's up to us. I believe the fight has come to our soil. It might not be bullets and it might not be rockets and it might not be bombs, but it's worse. It's way worse because it's stealth and it comes to us through the form of legislation. It comes to us in the form of executive orders from a president who can't even string two coherent sentences together. And it's not just this president. The Energy Policy Act came to us under President George Bush the first, I like to call him. It's been happening for years and years and years and generations. But you are not alone in this fight. We have organizations like the Idaho Second Amendment Alliance. We are there on the forefront to make sure that your rights are protected, to make sure that legislation as it comes through the State House in Boise is looked at to make sure that red flag law doesn't sneak in in the name of victims protection. We work hard on legislation with good legislators so that, for example, Stand Your Ground in Idaho is strengthened and enhanced so that you truly have the innocence before proven guilty on your side. So that you truly have the opportunity to enter a plea of not guilty or a plea of self-defense before you've had to go through the whole entire trial, before you've lost everything you've worked for all of your life, before you've lost family and friends, your job, your way to make an income, your option to defend yourself with the income that you have. 
The Idaho Second Amendment is there fighting for you. But we can't do it alone. We need you. We need every citizen in the state of Idaho. And I'm going to tell you today, whether you believe that you should carry a gun or not, it doesn't matter because this goes beyond guns. This goes beyond seatbelts. This goes beyond your toilet and beyond your light bulb. This goes to the very foundational principle that you are a sovereign free individual with rights granted to you by your creator. And it's our job to make sure that it stays that way. I'm asking you today to join the Idaho Second Amendment Alliance, to get on our mailing list, to get so that you get our text messages so that we can let you know what's going on when you need it. We have got to protect what we have and we have got to make sure that we don't lose more. It's up to us. No one's going to come in and defend us. No one's going to come in and save us. No president will ever get elected that can come in and restore our freedoms. The bureaucratic agencies are too big. Government itself is too big. It has grown to this massive, huge entity that feels like and has come in to control every aspect of our lives. We're being told on a state level now even that government should be partners with us when we raise our children. That's not the role of government. That's not the proper role of government. Those babies are ours. Our children are ours and their decisions for their medical treatment and how they're educated. That is up to us. And we need to defend and protect and stand for that. The Idaho Second Amendment Alliance is a good start. If we cannot protect the Second Amendment, which so many people believe in and which we can see and feel and hold in our hands, which we know that our founders provided for us to protect us from just such a government that felt like it could come in and do whatever it wanted, whenever it wanted, then all is lost. We cannot let that go. Join the Second Amendment Alliance today. Go to our website, click the join button, and become one of us. Stand with us to protect what we have. We've already lost how much water we have to flush in our toilet. We're already lost what kind of light bulbs we can use in our home. We've already lost the choice of whether we want to wear our seatbelt or not. Let's not lose any more. Let's not lose these very, very important principles. I'm Christy Zitto with the Idaho Second Amendment Alliance, inviting you to stand strong with them. All right. So uh, your reaction to that to, to start with? So first thing I thought of since she started talking about light bulbs, toilets, and, and so on and so forth, mandates, mandates, mandates. It stood out like a sore thumb. Uh, I didn't even have to start the video. I, look, I was looking at the opening clip of when you sent me that we were going to be talking about this. This first thing I thought of, and that's what it comes down to, you know, is we're, we're over-regulated, as she said, and uh, it's gotten to the point that it's ridiculous and regulatory agencies within, them, within themselves um, make stuff up. They actually make regulations that they don't really have the authority to enforce, but yet they're doing it. And I think the Supreme Court had a case recently that exemplified exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I can understand trying to regulate the use of water. I lived in both California and Las Vegas. So we're, I mean, uh, I'm, I'll am tell you, Las Vegas is in some real trouble and they don't even know it. You know, um, there has to be some regulations or, or some, draw the line somewhere. Because, you know, that's <clears throat> out in the middle of the desert and there isn't a lot of water uh, anyway. But uh, 
you look at uh, Lake Mead, and uh, it's uh, there. There is a picture of Lake Mead from uh, 2000, and then a picture of Lake Mead that was taken recently. And there's a there's at least 15 feet of water gone from from the surface. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. There, you know, there's uh, um, a lot of lakes and stuff that have been drying up. I think the Mississippi River, Mississippi River, it's kind of a humorous little thing. So a, friend, a social social media friend had posted uh, about uh, the song "The Mississippi River Is Running Dry," and there he is standing there with with the receding of the water levels. You know, and uh, looking at that, we have gone through that, but we've also gone through a lot of flooding stages. Yeah, um, it's how um, we we manage our our our, our uh, resources counts a lot. Um, when it comes to building, you know, we get we get a lot of sinkholes in Florida, too. You know, you talk about regulations, they'll hand out building permits left and right and overdevelop in an area where they're uh, are extracting the resources too rapidly. Now you got sinkholes and stuff like that going on. Maybe it's not so much as regulating the resources as much as regulating how much we're building and where we're building. Don't we know how to engineer this? I mean, part, I mean, part of the I know it's it's a bit off topic, but, you know, part of the problem in the Las Vegas area, too, is. It's like uh, I think eight out of ten households have swimming pools and big ones, you know. And obviously, I mean, come on, when you think about it, I mean, yeah, swimming pools nice, but I mean, uh, you're that's a lot of water right there. But the nice thing about a swimming pool, Billy, is once you've got it filled, it's a matter of maintenance, right? You chlorinate it, you keep it, you're going to have a little bit of evaporation. So you add to it a little bit at a time. So you're not constantly putting 30,000 gallons, 40,000 gallons into a pool. Yeah. Keeping what you put in there for the most part. You're only just maintaining it. So it's not a terribly bad thing, I don't think, as far as swimming pools go. Um, we did dam up the, uh, uh, darn it, I can almost think of the river that flows right through the uh, Grand Canyon out, out towards Colorado. Cal yeah. yeah, yeah, the okay, yeah, right. Um, so anyway, we uh we dam up the, the resources and we prevent water from flowing to places where people need it. I understand they need the energy resources, but at the same time, was it a good idea? Mm, indeed, indeed. Of course, yeah, these light bulbs. I've never even heard of of such a thing where you can't use the old light bulbs, you gotta use these things that have mercury. I don't know. Is I, is, this, is this the LEDs they're talking about? I don't know. But fluorescent. Uh, well, you need the mercury in a fluorescent light bulb, is what it is. And you can get a LEDs and avoid the mercury altogether. She was just trying to uh, uh, exemplify a point with the uh, mercury. Um, although they do still make the fluorescent ones, as far as I know. But they uh, they don't government mandate you as an individual in that regard. They they government mandate the manufacturer, so you can no longer make certain types of uh, incandescent light bulbs. Now there is a truth that the incandescent light bulbs use more energy to burn. So if you're trying to reserve how much energy we're using from power plants, the LEDs are extremely efficient. Yeah, that's, so that's what I've got. At first, I didn't like the LEDs because the lighting stunk, right? And then, but they started because you know you get that soft light of the incandescents. I do like incandescent light. And um, there is a thing about how different types of light, how it affects your brain and things like that, psychologically and stuff. Uh, um, like you remember when you were in school and you had the fluorescent lights over your head and they kind of have a um, um, frequency to them as they're, as they're burning. And it's almost like it, it plays on your eyes and stuff. I don't know if you remember that when you were a kid. It was very bright. At any rate, uh, uh, they did kind of um, better the 
the the LED lights with the uh, overlap or the uh, covering of the bulb. So it gave them that effect of uh, that hue or that glow of incandescent, which is kind of nice. I'm for using LEDs these days because I know the efficiency of them. But, you oh. know, there are things we could have done in the past as far as, you know, putting regulators in there and reducing the voltage and things like that. So it's not drawing so much voltage and so much energy to make a light happen. Because what it is, is you use 110 volts, but you could reduce it under, what, 12 volts? I thought there's things they could have done in the past, but. And you you want to know something else that's ridiculous, too, is, um, you know, obviously we can't we can't have the government be telling us what we can and cannot use in our own households but oh that's exactly what they want to do uh from what i understand uh one thing they want to outlaw is uh something they don't even sell anymore so if you have one it's they want to deem it illegal and that's an old-fashioned box tv oh really i didn't know that i have one sitting down here in the basement because, so. because they burn too old energy it what they burn too much energy, so that it's like get get yourself a flat screen. Yeah, well, I like these new TVs a lot too. I have to admit that too. I, I the thing about like the though is it is about it's about the lack of choice that she was describing. It's not so much that it's better or better for use because what they're doing and what her point is is they're mandating away your freedoms. Okay, so oh, yeah. the old incandescent light bulbs, you could probably put one in a socket for maybe 50 cents a piece or something, right? And what's an LED bulb cost? $7, $8 a piece? That's now, a cost. Something like that. I mean, uh, you can pretty much use the, use an older light bulb. No no one will really give a shit, even though it's, you know, it's it's just a matter of finding them or whether or not you saved them, you know. But, yeah, there, you know, I mean, so... When it comes to the box TV, it, I, I know it may sound kind of silly to some people, but hey, you know what? There are some people that prefer nostalgia, and that is their that is part of their constitutional right. If they want to have nostalgia, it's not harming anybody else. You know, you got uh -huh. you got got a, a box console TV from what the seventies? Oh, those ones. Well, you say nostalgia, you know what I hear? My poor aching back when I'm trying to carry one of those upstairs. <laughs> I know. 35-inch tube-type TVs are heavy. Um, but, but no, you, you bring up a good point on nostalgia. Uh, I had a thought there I was building off from when you said that, too. Um, uh, in regard oh, the thing about it is, is you can't take a tube-type TV and put cameras in it. They can't take your tube-type TV and monitor you in the home. And this is what we're getting to when we're getting into these mandates nowadays. We're living in an Orwellian society. And I mean, this is this is what we're alluding to, right, is is the fact that uh, these TVs have cameras in them. And I've actually seen some videos. I don't know if it's true or not. And I haven't tore apart a cell phone yet to determine that right behind the screen. There's a hidden camera that you don't know about. I've heard about that, too. And so, you know, you know, what's next after that? Is I mean we've had cell phones for going on twenty. Well, their cell phones have been around for what since the eighties, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, but that you know it was always really expensive to use them. It was that was a rich man's tool when they first came out. Then of course uh, early two thousands they got these Star Trek flip phones, as I I call I always called them Star Trek phones. phones yeah, yeah, because they they look just like the devices they used in Star Trek. You know, and uh, you can still use those to this day. Uh, 
but now you got to have a smartphone so they can keep track of you. Yeah, of course that GPS is running. They they went to the point that they put it. They manufacture phones now that you can't take the battery out, so you can't you can't rightfully turn off. Now you can outsmart them and buy a shield, right, or, or produce a shield for yourself where it's going to block that transmission so they can't track you. And but uh, uh, as long as you can't take that battery out, they can pretty much do the, what to do what they want with that phone. And uh, if you know software development and stuff like that, and many people out there understand software developer development and know somebody who does or know somebody who does. And the thing about it is, is they can activate that camera whenever they want to. They can go back to our, our programs and they can activate the microphone anytime they want to. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, I don't know if anybody that's uh, sitting there in government going. You know, I wonder what John Grovener is doing today. Maybe I should um should access his camera, just see what he's talking about with Billy. You know, I'm not sure they they'd find me all that interesting. But um, the point is, you, you're entitled to privacy. You have a right to privacy. You know, it's a God given right. The government didn't give us this right, therefore they cannot take this right away. It's a God given right. That is that is absolutely correct. You know, that's what uh, that's the way it's supposed to be anyway. You know, I mean, uh, yes, uh, the good Lord sets does have his own set of rules for you to uh, abide by, you know, which, uh, yes, that's called the Bible, and and uh, much of the Bible was implemented into the Constitution. But, um, you know, uh, as far as some somebody else deciding what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, where we're going to do it, when we're going to do it, it's... No, that's not the way it's supposed to be. No, it's not. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say the Bible itself was implemented in the con Constitution, but the concept of self-governance, because the Constitution with itself really is to restrict the government, not you as an individual. It, it's a charter is what it is. You know, some people refer to it as a social contract. And at first I bought into that and I thought, wait a minute. It's not a social contract. It's a charter because it lays out the responsibilities of government. Yes. It doesn't lay out the responsibilities of citizens as far as what we, what we, it doesn't restrict us. It restricts government and is what their powers are and what they can do. Yes. So uh, one thing I do want to get to also is something that I, I brought up on uh, Patriot Confederation is um, because you didn't, obviously we didn't have a lot of time to talk <laughs> to our last guest. Uh, he, <laughs> he did some talking. Overall, when I talked about, uh, you know, uh, if Gavin Newsom was going to run, and and the thing is, is that he, what he's good at is enlighten the crowd. He's got charisma. He's young, and of course, uh, pe people are stupid enough to vote for a president. Uh, he's, you know, they're not even Democrats or Republicans. I'm going to vote for him because I think he's handsome. There, there is so, so much more of that. Than we than we can imagine because I, I that is and that has been going on for a long time because I I knew one lady in Boise who clearly said I'm voting for Bill Clinton because I think he's sexy. Yeah, you hear you hear this nonsense all the time. So I had a friend that was a contractor. Okay, yeah, and he says John, it frustrates me so bad because my friend had long hair and he was a he was a burly man. And he, he was rugged. This guy was tough. He was rugged, okay? He looked like he could rip your head off, you know? And But he was a really nice guy for the most part, right? Unless you, unless you crossed him, um, like everybody. 
But he says, it frustrates me because I'm good at my trade. And I do a bid for somebody and they see me and they see how I'm dressed. I'm dressed for work. He says, yeah, I talk a little rough, but you know, it's who I am, but I got skills and I've got um, um, references and I can get the job done for him, but they'll hire that haircut every time that guy in there wearing the suit and a nice haircut and promise him the moon and the earth and everything that goes with it. And half a year later, they're calling me up, asking if I can come and fix all their mistakes. And this is the problem. We're hiring haircuts. We're hiring the guy that looks good. The guy that talks good. We're not hiring the guy with the skills. There's a lot of good charlatans out there that can talk. And they do a damn good job. And that's their only one good skill set. And this is why we lack good quality leadership in the United States of America. We don't have leadership. That's why I like Trump. Because Trump has backbone. Trump got the job done. Whether you liked him or not, he got the job done. He did yes. a good job. You know, I didn't agree with everything that Trump said or did. I didn't agree with most of, most of the things he said as far as how he said them. Um, he's a little rough. He's that guy. He's my contractor friend, right? He's a little rough on the outside, but on the inside, he's capable. And that's what we're lacking. We're not voting for the guy who's capable of getting the job done, who's going to serve us well. We keep voting for the guy who talks a good game. It was kind of interesting, too, is if, if you remember when Trump said uh, – the, the accusations that uh, Haiti is a third world shithole. And uh, the funny thing is a lot of people don't know that uh, most Haitian immigration immigrants that became American citizens in this country are Republicans. And they did, they did express the, even those that couldn't vote, but they're here in this country expressed their support for uh, Trump. And mm -hmm. when, and uh, some of so there's a video out there somewhere. I I can't remember what the title is, but uh, those individuals that were supporting tr those Haitian individuals that were supporting Trump were uh, they came back to him and said, "You heard what the president said about your home country. Uh, what do you what have you got to say about that?" And he goes, "He's right. It is." <laughs> That's you why know, we're not there. It didn't say anything about the people. It's like people calling us racist because we want to close the borders of Mexico. We're not wanting to close the borders of Mexico because we don't like Mexicans. First of all, Mexico is not a race. It's a nationality. Secondly, we don't want to close the borders of Mexico because we don't like Mexicans. We don't like the nonsense coming across the border, the drugs and, and the uh, human trafficking and the nonsense that's happening, you know, uh, that's that's causing detriment to our nation. But it's the same thing with Haiti. He didn't he didn't make an, uh, a rude comment about the people of Haiti. He made a comment about what's going on in Haiti. And when you look at it, their, their uh, infrastructure stinks. It really does. They could use a better infrastructure, especially people who live in an area where hurricanes blow through. And not only that, remember that great big earthquake uh, back in, I think it was 2010, that uh, pretty much ravaged Haiti. And they haven't, they haven't come back from that. And uh, then a hurricane blows through and it's just rubble on top of rubble. Yeah, so, that's hard. It's hard for those yeah. folks. Yeah. But yeah, so, you didn't say anything bad about Haitians. It's uh some people yeah. like to blow it out of proportion. Yeah, yeah. So I mean I mean, I'll agree that Trump really didn't need to say it's a third world shithole. <laughs> he could have picked a better choice of words, but yeah. uh, you know, those those Haitian immigrants, they're saying he he's right. That's why we're not we don't live there anymore. Right. Hey, I was just talking to a guy, where do you say he's from? Dominican Republic, I think. And he's telling me he says, I love America, man. I really love America. And, you know, I don't know what the Dominicans like. Um, 
it might be a nice place or I think from what, what I got I gathered from him is just there's just a lack of opportunity there. And coming here, he's willing to work. He says, I'm so happy to work. You know, I'm happy to be able to work. He's out there working on a construction job, but he's also got a truck, you know, CDL license to drive a truck. And he gets excited. And he's out there, you know, strapping my uh, uh, tarps down for me and stuff. I'm like, what are you doing, man? I can do my job. He goes, no, no, I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. You know, it's yeah. so happy to be here. So happy to be a part of what we're doing. It's awesome to see somebody like that, that migrated here and wants to assimilate and be one of us. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, I think, you know, we look at Gavin Newsom and if he and if he runs for president, that scares me because look what he's done with California. I mean, I mean, California has been uh, when I left California in my teens, uh, that's when I, I noticed after the 88 election. That was the last time the state of California uh, elected a uh, Republican uh presidential candidate was in 88 uh, for uh, George H.W. Bush. And I left in 1990 and I could see that it was starting to uh, sink down in, into this proverbial abyss. You know, uh, back then, uh, a guy named Pete Wilson was governor. And I, I, he kind of did a me, me, mediocre job, you know, but at the same time, I can't fully remember because I didn't follow politics back then. But uh, from what I understand, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a horrible job, uh, as what most Californians tell me is. Uh, I get that impression. Yeah, I mean he, yeah he he basically won because of his name and his and his Hollywood, uh, uh, whatever you know, mm -hmm. you know, notoriety and fame for being an actor. So people like him. It's the haircut again, right? I like him. He was a great actor. Doesn't mean he's going to be a good governor. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he was a great actor. I don't, I, quite honestly, uh, I don't think it was. Not, every, uh, not everybody's like Ronald that. Reagan. Right. Well, see, Ronald Reagan was involved. He got involved into politics. He didn't just want to be somebody in politics. He got involved and learned it. <laughs> you know, I'll, t I'll tell you something real funny, too, is uh, the last episode of Outlaw Radio, uh, somebody, because I, I've got a bunch of, uh, I've, well, not a bunch, but I, I got cats on this house. And I said, oh, you must be uh, slowly becoming a Democrat because only only Democrats had cats. Then I pull up a picture of Ronald Reagan and there him and Nancy holding up their cats that they had in the White House. And, uh, you know, George uh, Jr., George Bush Jr., he had a cat, too. I show that to my wife. And you got to she says, you got to remember Reagan started out as a Democrat. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I, I did too, actually, to be honest with you. I was I was a Democrat until 2008. Always a conservative. Always a conservative, though. And for some reason, when I was 12, I decided I wanted to be a Democrat because I thought they were they were a party that serves the people best. And, you know, being at a young age, I made, a, made that decision. And as I got to know the party better, and I think the party was a lot different mm -hmm. in, in the 1980s than what it is today. But even in 1980, you had the uh, a lot of conservative Democrats said that they, they developed their own caucus, right? They said, we're going to become the blue dog Democrats, meaning they were going to become the conservative Democrats or remain the conservative Democrats because they saw the change in the party then. And it took me until 2008. I used to tell people, they're like, why, John, why do you want to be a Democrat? I go, because I'm stubborn and I'm not going to leave the party. I'm going to make them change. <laughs> and and uh, about the time Obama come along, I go, oh, my God, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'll be associated. I'm done here, man. There ain't no staying around for this nonsense. No, 
when it comes to uh, registering to vote too, that's something I think they need to take off the registration is whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, because that's nobody's bi- nobody else's business. Yeah. You know, I don't to be honest with you, because when I look at it, it's, it's, um, this country wasn't supposed to be founded on the idea. And like myself, right. You're trying to fit into a mold. You don't belong. Well, the thing is, I, I, I feel more comfortable when I look, when I looked over everything, I'm, I'm more on the libertarian side. So most of us, I think, I think are, we're pretty, we're pretty kind of chill about, um, we're about our freedoms. Yes. I mean, it's funny because I talked to Democrats in the past and I asked them that question, you know, do you believe in your United States constitution? Do you believe we should support the U S constitution? Do you believe we should have limited government intrusion in our lives? And they're answering yes all the way across the borders. I'm asking these questions. I go, well, then you're more conservative than you are liberal, man. What are you doing over there? Why are you supporting this nonsense? And, and when you look at the liberals are kind of like somewhere in the middle. They're kind of, they, they, they'll support abortion because they believe in freedoms. I mean, I, mean, shows, I, mean, I always probably, stay out of that fight. I mean, the, the, I think the main one where uh, I might agree with the left, if this is even a left or right issue, is uh, whether or not marijuana should be legal across the board. I And I am for the legalization of, of uh, marijuana for recreational use. Uh, I mean, whether or not somebody wants to party all the time or whatever for one, I'm, I mean, uh, I look at the statistics, uh, between alcohol and marijuana and, uh, where, gee, where did the, uh, most of the, uh, most of the tragedies lie, whether you've never had an overdose from marijuana and they say, well, you never had an overdose from alcohol. I said, yeah, but what do you call alcohol poisoning? I'd call that an overdose. Yep. Okay, so there's about 40,000 fatalities a year on America's highways, right? Yeah. 40% of those are from uh, from uh, drunken driving. Exactly. Now, That's I believe a- it should be regulated. You can't, you can't get, shouldn't be getting stoned and driving either. Exactly. But, um, you know, so it's definitely, you know, if you're caught smoking a joint while you're, uh, while you're driving, that should be a DUI. But uh, other than that, you know, I mean, Another thing, too, and this is probably my biggest reason, John, is uh, I used to work casinos in Nevada. And I'd watch these people. The cocktail waitresses walk around. As long as these people are gambling, they're getting free drinks. I'm pretty sure it's the same way in Atlantic City as it is on the riverboat casinos and things like that. And uh, they're getting they're getting free drinks after free drinks as long as they keep gambling. Whether as long as they they keep pumping money in a slot machine or putting chips down on the table, then they yeah. start losing. Then the, of course the they're all they're getting pissed off, and the, the alcohol in their system is bringing the adrenaline up even more. And I'm thinking, why don't the cocktail waitresses just pass out joints and they won't care whether or not they're losing their money? Um, well, if if it's if it's legal in Nevada, I suppose they could take that strategy. But and, yeah, and it is. that's the plan yeah. with wine. See, this is how I always won when I went to Vegas. I gamble a little, but drink a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. If you pace yourself, you can keep a pretty good mindset. So you get your money out of the drinking. Um, yeah, I, you're gonna lose anyway at Vegas. We all know that. There's a reason why they got all the nice chandeliers and nice carpeting, and, and they got the works out there, man. Because they're winning money buku off people. And you're right. What happens is people get drunk and they they get swayed on commitment, and they just keep plugging away at the machines and just dumping their whole well, life savings into them. 
I also watched a man commit suicide right in front of my face in uh, in Reno because he had lost everything. And, and I like I say, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, that yeah. Uh, well, I was yeah. The story behind that was uh, he was wandering around on the roof level of the parking garage, and because I was working security and we saw him on camera. I was the one sent up there to go see what he was doing. And, uh, well, there was, he was looking over the edge and there was no stopping him and I wasn't going to go down with him. Absolutely. You can't go with him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he had made his own choice and there was nothing I could have done. I, uh, I think he, he, he waited for somebody to witness what his, uh, his action, I think. And that's why he, why he waited for me to get up there. So, uh, it may not. It may be trying to work up the courage, but I, I don't know. I hate to say it like that, but since you approached him, he felt like he was going to be stopped and didn't want to be stopped. Um, if he was committed, he was committed. And I don't mean to put that on you. That's not what I mean by that at all. You know, I, well, I was 15 feet away from him before he did it. So, yeah. I'm, so that's probably, and all you want to do is find out, hey, man, you okay? You know, yeah. there he goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I worked security, I mean, I, I came up. I came across all kinds of bizarre things too. It's it like uh, there was strange activity coming from a pickup truck that we could see in the surveillance camera. We, uh, <laughs> two other colleagues, go check it out, and it's a couple having fun in the cab of the truck. <laughs> I have, I've had that happen going to my truck to go to work. I used to park in a kind of little remote area, and there's a truck or vehicle would park beside it and they think they're going to get privacy and i come along with my headlights in my car and light them all up although he had, he had to pop up and looking around <laughs> yeah it's funny. Uh, now the uh this couple we caught though they kind of wanted to get caught because they looked at us and laughed oh they've probably done it plenty times before yeah <laughs> oh god as if they're looking for voyeurism isn't that disturbing yeah right you never go, never know what goes on with people in this world today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ever since that hippie movement back when you were a baby. <laughs> back when I, uh, yeah, I guess I was a baby during the hippie. But the the thing of it is, dude, the, the hippie movement, I mean, uh, um, uh, just Crosby just passed away, right? I mean, basically, yeah. hippie folk rock singer uh, um, pushing the whole hippie ideals on people and Man, that guy was wacko to the left. <laughs> he was bad. He thought Elizabeth Warren should have been president for Christ's sake. Uh, but he, but he did love his freedom, and I, I can respect that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I do too. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, too. I mean, uh, back in the, what was just before I left California was uh, when Crosby, Stills, and Nash had come to. Uh, this amphitheater that we used to go to. And uh, I, I went reluctantly cause I, I'd really never heard of them or anything, but I'll tell you what, uh, when we left, I didn't regret it. I mean, oh, yeah, excellent. I wasn't overly fond of the music, but I mean, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't my thing, but he, um, he was an excellent artist. I, I would take nothing away from him in that regard, you know? Well, I was, I, I was watching Stephen Stills, you know. That's what made me want to learn how to play guitar was that day watching Stephen Stills. I thought he was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, we kind of definitely got sidetracked. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think when it, when it comes to Gavin Newsom, I, I think that's probably one of the – let's, let's just say I'll keep Joe Biden in office before putting Gavin Newsom in there because that's a nightmare. 
The thing about Gavin Newsom running scary isn't so much that he's running. I mean, everybody has a right to run. And uh, you would think that people would have common sense and not vote for him, right? You think that, well, how could he win, possibly win the United States of America, land of the free and such? And uh, here's this left wing. I mean, he's so far left, it's incredible. He's not even on the charts anymore. <laughs> you know, he and Pelosi and company, they're just, they're whacked out. And uh, so you would think um, he couldn't possibly win. But with Things we've been seeing, these weird anomalous things in the voting process that we've been seeing in various states, you start to think that people are being appointed to these positions, not elected. And that's the scary thing because he has a chance. Oh, yeah. Well, even with the people, though, is the thing is Joe Biden has no charisma. He doesn't. Maybe he did at one time, but he, he doesn't have it anymore. I mean, who showed up to his rallies? Nobody. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, G- Gavin Newsom has charisma and no, and he can articulate a sentence little. Joe, Joe, Joe's best days are behind him. He, he, his best days are behind him, but he's also absent. He's not, he's not there. We know he's vacant, right? And um, he doesn't stand a snowball's chance in the next election. I don't think anybody in the right mind, even on the left, is going to vote for the man as long as he's that vacant. And uh, Harris is gone. I don't even think she'd be vice president uh, for the next four years if he oh, didn't. Yes. Um, she, you know, she's been irrelevant the whole time since 2020. I mean, I I will give credit when credit's due. She is a handsome woman. But, um, you know, uh, when I saw that she was the vice president uh, nominee I, I, for Biden, I was like, uh, Oh, geez, because I'd already heard plenty about her before. And now all she does is cackle like a hyena. Like Hillary did. What is that? Is that like a, a leftist thing or something? <laughs> I mean, because Hillary had that that horrible laugh everybody always complained about. And now we've got Harris out there with the same sort of issue. It's almost <laughs> like she has a nervous laughter the way she laughs. And oh, she no. probably is. She's probably unqualified for the job. She's inept. And, and she feels like she's going to be put on the spot all the time. She's a figure. That's it. And like I said, we don't have good leadership, man. We just don't have it. Uh, the, but yeah, I think, you know, you put uh, you put Trump and Biden back in the race, too. It's like, are, are they going to activate the hammer and scorecard? Oh, you know, there there's the tinfoil hat conspiracy theory, but it, it's the hammer and scorecard is very real. That was a thing um, back yeah. in the day, but. You know, and they talk about, I don't know if you read the Cyber Ninja report. Uh, they talked about a lot of the anomalous things going on with Arizona in that report during the 2020 election. And they give a lot of um, advisements as to what they need to do to secure the election. And uh, it was kind of interesting because they've seen a lot of things, and a lot of issues. Now, the thing about it is, to me, is everybody's done a recount. And the recount has either come up the same as before or... They found more votes over Biden. And I'm like, of course it did. If you know what the machine count is, you just got to match it. <laughs> In some cases, they probably overdid it. But of course, if you're cheating, you're going to match the machine count. You're not going to, you're not going to, uh, in fact, they probably stuffed the machines with ballots in the closed hours. And we've seen video after video of that through the years, long before 2020. We've seen videos of people uh, uh, ballot stuffing. We've seen videos of people cheating. They had a video a woman took in Pennsylvania during the 2020 election. He was opening up uh, absentee ballots and he was marking on them. Why is he marking on absentee ballots? And not only that, 
you know, I, I've only voted in two states, Idaho or uh, Nevada. Uh, you know, ever since uh, 1992, that was the first time I voted. And uh, most of most of which I do believe I, I'm I'm not going to go through counting every election year, but every time I voted in Idaho, it was uh, on paper. Nevada voted three times, and that was by machine. So, first time I voted in Nevada was uh, 2004, and uh, you know I don't think I don't think uh, I voted for Bush, of course. And I don't think my vote was affected because, you know, Bush won that year. And not only that, Bush won the state of Nevada that year. However, uh, 2008, um, did I really vote for McCain? Or did, did it automatically switch over to Obama? 2012, did I vote for Romney? Or did it, uh, did it switch over to Obama? Yep, that, and that's what that's where we're at now. We've lost our trust in our governments to give us an honest and fair election, and nobody wants to address that issue. Nobody wants to. I think New Hampshire did make change some laws in regards to that, but are they being enforced? So when you bust, when they're busting people in, they have to show ID, and there's supposed to be a follow up. So if you're doing on on site res, registration in New Hampshire, you're supposed they're supposed to do a follow up to make sure that is actually your residence, but well, due to Budgets and cost and things like that. Do they actually do that? Well, there's also rumors too of Stacy Lawton messing with ballot boxes. Oh, is there? They're they're in in Nashua. That's a piece of work right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't know about her or him until I told you about him. No, I was not aware of that one. It's funny because I'm more into federal politics than I am into local politics. I'm trying to get more amped up into local politics but man i am so busy <laughs> it's incredible i've i've got a lot of work i've been things i've been working on besides just politics and and uh radio stuff and yeah. it's kind of um an interesting day when you're where you're working a lot of hours for your daily job you know to make your income and you're trying to do broadcasting and you're trying to do you know hone up on politics and stuff and then of course i advocate the trucking industry so i'm a man with a lot of plates spinning Yes. Well, John, we are out of time for this segment. Uh, if you want, I know we both have uh, Patriot Confederation, but uh, also you want to plug common sense conservatives and uh, where, can, where can people find you? Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. We do the Common Sense Conservatives radio show every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 Eastern Time. Uh, you can find that at WSMN.live or TIBN.us. We broadcast it there. We have a Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us, uh, well, yeah, I quit doing YouTube. So <laughs> YouTube's a waste of time. So, yeah, basically, uh, Facebook's a good place to find us. Yes. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, with Colonel Wyatt taking off to South Africa, yours truly will be stepping in. Uh, for the common sense conservatives uh, on Wednesday nights, so awesome. We got a we got a co-host, Billy, Bad Billy. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, John, thank you very much. Uh, if you're listening on the audio feed, that means we're headed to a music set. Otherwise, uh, watching the video, that means this is the end of the video. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen. There you have the discussion with John Grovener. Coming up, uh, we've got our first music set. Uh, we have Mary Cutter, going to be followed by Chino Excel.
butt trumpet. And then we have a twin spin from both Austin English and Cliff Miller. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? A rib of your high horse, stomp it like it's dance floor, better back it up. I'm a lovable slugger and I'm ready to bat, about to send you all the way to bambling back. You're too big for your britches, dumb with all your hips with it, and I'ma knock it down a couple inches. I'll rip you off your high horse, stomp it like a dance floor, better back it up before I slam you like a screen, you know you're fishing for a bite now, fixing for a throw down. Keep running that mouth, honey, things about to go sound. You think you're so cool just to talk in your smack I think it's about time that I take out the trash I'ma roll my sleeves up, better pray to Jesus Mess with me, you're gonna get messed up Stay in the lines, fuck you and who you running with Stay in the lines of my 
on some other shit. Stay in the lines. Stay yeah. in the lines. Every time I rhyme, it's history in the making, dog. Ready to go to war like Israel versus Lebanon. Don't it make you happy when your hand chinos on? Even if I had to dumb it down a little bit for that song. Man, I still flush your hair down the toilet bowl. Shoot you in broad day to witness the Senate with Sean Paul. I figured out I saved myself. I can't save you all. Move the radio. I was a star working with Snoop Dogg. Chino, you finally blowing up. You don't say. Shut you down like Jennifer Hudson due to Beyonce. My secret is I just don't give a fuck. I spit funky like James Brown's bodies inside my pickup truck. Will I slap a motherfucker? Don't ask. Be up in your crib with a black ski mask. They try to hate me out the game like Dame Dash, but we pray it never happened like a Liam plane crash. Come yeah. on, man. It takes a little time to show the blind which way to walk in the dark. Let my rhyme shine. Lyrics are lost art. Still a love of mine. We can bring it in blood. Stay in the line. Stay in the lines like a kid when you color in. Stay in the lines. Fuck you and who you running with. Stay in the lines. I want to get on some other shit. Stay in the lines. Stay in the lines. Yo, I try to get a grip on my emotions. Chino was death. I circle the heads of dying vultures. Inhaling breath and excel sweat. Trying to focus. When Dr. Dre said I was ill. Hell of a moment. Asking God for atonement for my sins. With DJs on air literally out of windows for my spins i got some commercial shit i had to feed my kids still give them c surgery like 30 little cams back when me and razz was chipping in on hamburgers writing thousands of bars spitting planning murders before the game went so corporate shit i should have chopped off my hand at write rhymes and fucking auction it man i spill flows and nobody smiles b they push release dates back like 50 did styles p my features heat is higher than with any with a fever keeping niggas all in their toes like thug ballerinas it's a little time to show the blind which way to walk in the dark. Let my rhyme shine. Lyrics are lost art. Still a love of mine. We can bring it in blood. Stay in the lines. Stay in the lines like a kid when you color in. Stay in the lines. Fuck you and who you running with. Stay in the lines. I want me to get on some other shit. Stay in the lines. Stay in the lines. It takes a little time to show the blind which way to walk in the dark. Let my rhyme shine. Lyrics are lost art. Still a love of mine. We can bring it in blood. Stay in the lines, stay in the lines like a kid when you color in. Stay in the lines, fuck you and who you running with. Stay in the lines, I want me get on some other shit. Stay in the lines, stay in the lines.
little story about my second grade love. His name was Danny, and he looked so good this one day in his plaid tough skins. And every day after school, I'd go pick him up at his classroom. And one day, these three little girls came out right before he did. And this one girl named Heidi Weller had a handful of pumpkin seeds. And I said, let me see those pumpkin seeds. And she said, no. And I grabbed her hand, and I said, let me see those pumpkin seeds now, bitch. And I looked at them, and they had Danny Irving's name written on each and every one of those damn pumpkin seeds. And I said, hey, bitch. Sing along with you. If anything could ever 
Hey, hello everyone. This is retired Army Staff Sergeant Philip D. Blackman. You know, I did two tours in Iraq, and I'm going to tell you, man, some of the, my fondest memories were hanging out with my brothers and sisters in arms and just enjoying a good cigar. I'll tell you, man, these memories, they're priceless. And now Outlaw Radio is proud to announce they have an affiliation with Patriot Cigar Company. Not only do these cigars bring back those fond memories, but these cigars are blended by some of the best master blenders in the cigar industry. Every single cigar is handmade with premium tobacco that is aged at a minimum of three years in Esteli, Nicaragua. But don't just take my word for it. Go get yourself some Patriot Cigars by going to www.mypatriotcigars.com. Be sure to use the promo code OUTLAW to get 15% off your purchase. Again, that is www.mypatriotcigars.com. Use the keyword OUTLAW and save 15%. You must be 21 years of age to purchase a Patriot Cigar, so get your Patriot Cigars today. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour un interrupted and uncensored information join our ctm family today join the movement join the fight for freedom and independence caravan to midnight is media for the people by the people independent of commercial obligations or influence for less than a cup of coffee per month you can make a difference let the people fund the next news network help us grow help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first join the family at caravantomidnight.com A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. 
And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio. The songs you just heard. You just heard Cliff Miller and before him, Austin English with a twin spin. Yes, both gentlemen covering the Foo Fighters Everlong. Before that, butt trumpet with I'm Ugly and I Don't Know Why. Before that, Chino XL with Stay in the Lines. And starting off the whole set, Mary Cutter with Go South. All right, we're going to turn it over to the bashing zone yes place that i love to be with special guest Iceman. yes indeed let's do this you're a prick i'd like to fucking suck out your eyeballs and skull fuck you that's what i think okay what's the matter billy i'm stupid because i'm anywhere and sissy faggot you shut your fucking mouth you asshole you don't scare me tough guy well come on asshole You're a sick, entitled bitch who thinks the world owes you. This is the Outlaw Radio Bashing Zone. I made your grandfather fuck your sister in the fucking asshole while he licked your mother's asshole while she was taking a shit on your father. That's what I did. And your grandmother licked it off his belly and baked it and basted it and then served it to the whole fucking family. Where's your big comeback now, huh, tough guy? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going back into the Outlaw Radio bashing zone, and I love to be here. Yes, indeed. And I have the Iceman from the Motor Cop Chronicles podcast joining me. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Good, good, good. Yeah, so uh, uh, my last show a couple weeks ago, yeah, I missed out last week, but uh, I was uh, actually debating with our other brother, Philip D. Blackman, you know, um, basically uh, he... He was watching uh, the videos of Travis Hines and, uh, you know, whereas he, does, he doesn't like what Travis Hines is doing and likes to back the blue. He kind of saw, was looking into the laws and, and said, well, th- he's right. He's not breaking any laws and the cops don't, the cops don't have the rights uh, of what they're doing. And may, 
you know, maybe he's right. I don't know. And that's why I have you here. So we can elaborate a little bit on that. Uh, uh, on which one we're talking about. Cause yeah. I watched, you know, Mr. Hines did, does a, did a couple of them. But before we go any further, I'd better remind the uh, listeners or the viewers, whichever is uh, to check out the outlaw radio affiliates. Yes. We've got uh, caravan to midnight, got the new nucleo boost. There, if you're watching this on video, all links in the uh, description. Got Mike, Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Uh, whether you go to MyPillow.com or MyStore.com, use promo code OUTLAW and you can get up to 66% off of your purchase, maybe even more if there's a special. Then, of course, uh, Patriot Cigar Company. I mean, hey, uh, Iceman's familiar with them. Uh, whether you want to use promo code OUTLAW or uh, promo code Motorcop 15, that's your choice, but to uh, support these guys, uh, we, the people holsters, uh, tactical brotherhood, all in the links of the description. So, uh, please shop, check them out. So by the way, yeah, you smoked some of those cigars and they're pretty good, huh? Yes. I, 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 I ordered some and, uh, I smoked some, so my co-host on Wednesday smoked them, gave some out and they're, they're good. Uh, now them strong ones uh them full flavors are definitely full flavored but uh, they, they're it's not uh you're not gonna it's not made for rolling note blunts up these are premium cigars you don't want to be uh they know uh grape flavored or nothing like that these uh, are for for true cigar smokers <laughs> how are the torpedoes uh i don't remember if i smoked that one or not uh like i said uh I wasn't, uh, the, the full flavor ones were just, it was too strong for me. You know, I liked it. The other one, all the other ones were fine. So if it, the torpedoes are uh, not one of the full flavors, it was fine. Uh, they were good. They were great. Yes. Yes. So, uh, like I said, uh, you know, I just kind of have, have to repeat the story a little bit, but when I first heard of Travis Hines, he had come to my hometown of Horseshoe Bend, Idaho, where I'm originally from. And I will uh, elaborate that I do not live there now. But that's the that's the community that I grew up in. Eight hundred and thirty people was the last census count in twenty twenty. So you know that's a tight community. Everybody knows everybody. Um, we only have one police officer, and the rest uh, law enforcement is the county sheriff. Um, you know, uh, and the thing was too. I don't really. I understand there's going to be homeless people. And there's no law really against vagrancy anywhere, especially if you go to cities like Portland, Oregon, or San Francisco, maybe New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they, they, you have to step over them on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, homelessness is a problem in this country. I, I do agree. And it uh, does need to be emphasized on more. Uh, but that's another uh, discussion for another time. Um, but, uh, yeah. He he goes to these small communities, whether they be in Idaho, whether it be in Los Angeles or not, excuse me, Louisiana, <laughs> Louisiana. That's that's an insult to, to we wish he'd go to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he there. Hell, he'd he'd have to figure out where to park there. <laughs> pitch his fucking tent, you know, but uh, and, and there's really nothing wrong. You got your laptop, or your cell phone or tablet, whatever you need to use the Wi-Fi. There's. People do that all the time. I've done that, you know. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, in Horseshoe Bend, he was there for about uh, at least 
a little over 24 hours may have been 48 hours. And he's right by the friggin' school and people just see him there parked in his car and not moving. And then once in a while going into the library to use his computer, whatever. But, you know, being that close to the school and living, being in a community like Horseshoe Bend, you're going to, you're going to attract more attention that way. So the uh, deputy sheriff wanted to, uh, I uh, asked him a few questions, What asked him what he was doing because he had been there. And sure enough, you know, um, it's always the routine. Now, this is the part I really want to emphasize is asking for ID. Every time, no matter what I've been stopped by a cop for, I've always been asked for ID. Every single time, everywhere that uh, I've encountered being stopped, I've always been carded by a cop. I mean, it's just plain routine, and um, I don't know how – Philip was really emphasizing last time that uh, the law states that you don't have to if you don't want to. Well, it depends. It totally depends on the situation. Plus, first, it depends on which state you're in. I'm sure, you know, places like New York and California got some screwed-up-ass laws. Now, if, if I'm investigating what I suspect to be a crime or, you know – a Terry stop, which is a stop and frisk just for weapons and stuff like that. But you're hanging out by a school and you're suspicious and stuff like that. But people like that, see what these people don't realize in as law enforcement is learning. When you were, when we come across, when you come across people like that and they give you that, it's like, you got your ID. Yeah. I'm not going to give it to you. I don't have to. Okay. Well, I'm going to run your plates. As soon as I get there, I'm going to give them your plates anyway. Someone says, is this your car? Yes, my car. Okay, well, pretty much if everything's good with the plate, you're, he's the registered owner. I'm going to have all this information anyway. So don't have to really get into it. If you notice, they, 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 these type of people, if you watched his videos, which I, I watched them again before we did this, which I told you before, just ugh, I'm like, ugh. I, I got like a bad taste in my mouth now. But they do this because they, they want bad interaction with the cops they want to try to pull us into violating some kind of constitutional right on them because like we said before they they make their living by suing people so yeah. but but it depends on the situation uh if i if i got a good reasonable doubt that he's breaking if, if he's got something there that i could arrest him on and he refuses to give me his id yeah like if i made a traffic stop on him or something like that but now if he's just park, sitting in the parking lot and I just want to check him out because he might be a little suspicious. We, we're getting into some gray areas right there, you see. Yeah. So if they start arguing with you, you just, that's fine. The best thing to do, if anybody in law enforcement is listening to this one, the best thing to do, and it's hard to do, I know. You get somebody like that, and you walk up and say, hey, man, what you doing? Approach it friendly. Run the tag. If they refuse to ID themselves, say, all right, well, and they haven't broken any laws. If they haven't done anything for you to legally arrest them, Best thing is say, all right, well, I was just checking on you, make sure everything was good. You good? You don't need no help or nothing? No, I don't need no help. All right, man, we'll have a good day, and you leave. I can guarantee you within the next couple of hours, you go back, he's going to be gone also because now he knows he's not going to get the interaction with law enforcement that he wants, so he's not going to stick around. He's going to go into the next little town to try to get it out of them because he knows he's not going to be able to sue nobody to get no money. It's doing him no good at this point. Yeah, the game against them. So, you know, and then uh, going to where uh, Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, 
he was kicked out of that town by the local law enforcement because they do, and it was shown, even though these stupid idiots are trying to say that that cop was a tyrant, they, yeah. they did show that uh, Turtle Lake does have an ordinance on uh, loitering. And yeah. uh, I understand if you're going to go into a parking lot and, uh, you know, maybe take a nap for about a half hour or so in a grocery store parking lot or whatever. I mean, like, like I said, about a half hour to an hour, e even an hour, I wouldn't consider suspicious. But if you're there for eight hours, that's suspicious. You, you're camping at this point. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're saying what a tyrant, uh, that, uh, that, uh, police chief in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin was, and now I can't remember his name right off the bat, even though I said I, 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 I stand with him on his decision. I mean, from the, uh, the one second. I'll tell you, well, when we were talking about it, I would, people on there are leaving reviews for the police department, like, oh, like all these bad reviews. I said, first of all, police departments really don't care what their Yelp review is, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of business. And second of all, if I'm reading something, they're like, oh, they don't let this and that. Hey, that's the place I want to go visit because I know I'm not going to have to step over bums on the sidewalk or have somebody tell me I'm trying to pump gas or go somewhere is begging me for money and stuff like that. I want to go to a place like that. Maybe people, other people like to have people begging money off of them or stepping over shit, human shit and everything else. And I don't. I will yeah. go visit a place like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Tur Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. I mean, he was he was in this parking lot for over eight hours, and there, that's that is loitering. I mean, he's like, I can't stop and rest. Poor me, playing the victim. You know that. I mean, the cop did ask him for ID, which he refused to. But the cop didn't arrest him. He just said, "Get out of my town." And yep. after a few more minutes of arguing, he finally left. You know, I mean, come on, there there are designated rest areas if you really need to do that. Uh, yeah. the, a, a parking lot where wherever he was at, whether it be a grocery store or whatever it was he was at. Well, no. grocery store is private property. If it had been grocery store, all the grocery store people have to do the store manager say, I want them gone. And you, yeah. you're going to be, and then if you refuse to leave, you're definitely going to go to jail remaining after forbidden here in Louisiana because that's private property. These people, I don't know if they're, they're, they're more like auditors or sovereign citizens. I don't know what the hell. They all blend together. They'll, they'll always, you, you ever notice in all their videos, they're at courthouses. They're at libraries. They're always on public property because they know they get, they get, they try to do this shit on private property. They're going, they're going to get, they're going to go to jail. Yes. Yes. And, and of course, you know, you go to one of these designated rest areas where they get, you know, they got a restroom alongside the highway. That you most likely don't want to go in, by the way, because oh my god, they're they're fucking horrible, unsanitary as they get. But if you want to sleep in your car for a couple of hours, that's the place to do it. Yeah, I mean, ours here that are like that actually have security there, so uh, we don't have many rest areas left. Basically, just when you're coming into the state, you might have some visitor centers, but. Ours have armed security there 24 hours a day. Not cops, but they are security. So just so if people are stopping to rest. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, he, he's setting the whole thing up. And then, uh, you know, oh, the, yeah, Turtle Lake, uh, Wisconsin, uh, it's not a place people want to visit. Because, I mean, 
the, the, these idiots don't even look at the whole story. And, uh, that un, unfortunately, uh, the, the only thing that officer did wrong was fall into Travis's trap. Yeah. That was it. You got to watch these people, especially like I said, nowadays with the internet and these cameras, if you walk up and you see GoPro cameras anywhere or stuff stuck around, you might, you can always, it'll, it won't take long. All you got to do is ask them for, I'm not giving you my ID. Well, if you know, if you don't have nothing to arrest them on, they're refusing to ID themselves. Let's play the game. Say, all right. We actually had one of these guys. I can't remember what his name was. Uh, didn't do it to me, but one of our, uh, a guy that I FTO'd. And thank God he listened to me. He did great. The guy had actually broken down for real. And this this uh, deputy stopped to help him. And he was helping him change it. Well, checked on him. Said, look, you know, I know I'm just changing my tire, stuff like that. And the, guy, and the, 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 guy, the deputy was like, oh, okay. And he's like, He's like, well, you want him to see my ID or something? Like, I'm almost trying to goad him, you know? And he's like, <laughs> little, little guy's like, uh, no. He says, why do I need to see it? Did you do something wrong or something? He said, I just stopped to check, see if you needed help. <laughs> you know, then this guy actually admitted, you know, he's like, wow, man, must be different out here that, you know, most of them say, yeah, I want to see your ID. He's like, I didn't pull you over for nothing. <laughs> I don't know reason I ID you. I was just see, make trying to, you know, you broke down in a rural area. I'm just trying to make sure you're okay. And it's like, <laughs> you, you know, and see when I lived in Boise, which is Horseshoe Bend is 20 miles north of Boise. Um, you know, I'd, I'd work late. To, I'd, it's when I worked fast food joints when I was in my early 20s. And uh, I didn't have a car. So I was walking home at like two o'clock in the morning. Cops were always stopping me there all the time asking me for ID and I just, I wasn't reluctant at all. I just gave them the, my ID cause I knew I had nothing to hide. And they said, okay, you're just heading home. Have a, have a nice evening. We want to make sure you, uh, you weren't going to try anything, whatever that, you know? Yeah. Well, like I said, most, the majority of public, they, they don't mind. I mean, if I get pulled over or if, if I, I could say, if I'm sitting in the parking, let's say I'm sitting somewhere in the parking lot waiting on my wife that she's like getting her nails done or whatever. And some cop, somebody calls and says, I'm suspicious looking. And a cop comes up to me and says, Hey, man, what you doing? You know, waiting on my wife, she's getting her nails done. Man, can I see your ID? Yeah, here you go. Cause you know what? I'm not doing nothing wrong. I don't care if he knows who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, no. I, cause I'm a normal person. Them people, they're not normal. Like I said, uh, the other one was like the part in Louisiana we were talking about with the library. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what they did there uh, was, uh, yeah, he he goes in with three full backpacks, looking suspicious as if he had guns or explosives. I think he, the librarian said that boy, that he had made uh, a reference to he might have some. He didn't actually physically say he see he's trying to skirt around the law, but he's making insinuations that he could possibly have something. And then he goes he. Goes to one room, one little designated room, sets up cameras, leaves it, and then goes uh, and takes books off the shelves and slams them onto the nearby desks, making a bunch of noise, causing a bunch of panic, then returning to the room where he's got the cameras ready and recording. And, uh, yeah, I think the cops had every right to go there. And then, when, what's the crime? Well, for you're causing a disturbance. That's yeah. the crime, right? There. Personally, like I said, that's Louisiana. I'm a deputy in Louisiana. If that had been my call, I went there. 
made contact first with the complainant if he's not acting an ass. The 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 suspect. Man, what's he doing? He's doing this, but what did he do? Well, he was going in restricted areas. He was uh slamming books down. He was uh making, you know, making us think that he has something in his backpack. He's he's being, you know, okay, well look, you no, know, stand by I'm gonna get you to fill out a statement. I'm gonna go talk to him. Hey dude, what's going on? You got an ID on you? No. Uh, well, why don't you want to ID yourself? Well, what do you have to write for? Well, we have a complaint on you. You're trying to enter restricted areas. You made a reference to possibly having weapons or something in your book sack, and you're just causing disturbance. Why? No. If you don't ID yourself, what I'm going to do is I am going to arrest you now because you're interfering with my investigation. And I guarantee you that librarians can fill out a statement. And I'm going to charge you with these other charges. Okay. I, at that point, I don't care what his little camera. I'm not going to, and I'm not going to go back and forth with his little game because that's what he wants. He wants that long, you know. Oh, I'm just, I'm going to shut you down. I'm, gonna, I'm that asshole that I'm just going to shut you down. I'm going to arrest you, but I'm going to make sure. See, I, I have my probable cause to arrest you from her statement, so I'm going to arrest you and, and just put you down, and I'm going to tell your car off the property. You can go sue all you want, and you know some of these idiots they do that because they know if they sue it they sue in a department for 10 20 dollars they have insurance and a lot of times the lawyers will just you know say all right look here's twenty thousand dollars just to make them go away because it's cheaper for them to give them twenty thousand dollars and it's going to cost them a hundred thousand dollars to fight them in court and what that fucking idiot doesn't ever seem to get is uh well show me your id and i'll show you mine it's yeah. right on my fucking chest i Right, yeah. your badge, badge number, whatever. Yeah. Here's my name. Here's the department I work for. Oh, show me, you show me yours, you, and I'll show you mine. What, what are we in kindergarten? We in kindergarten? He's, he's a complete. He's a can. And I don't know if he talks the way he does because he is just an, an, an idiot, or he. I think he he actually talks the way he does, trying to make people think he's stupid. Oh Even yeah, he's he's not he's not stupid. But he tries to make you think he's stupid, and he tries to, you know, come at you with this, you know. And, and when you get arrested, he's not going to resist because he knows he's not going to do that because he's still going to try to get his lawsuit. But sue a hit, go go sue away. I've been sued. You don't think if you're a cop, if you if you retire as a law enforcement officer, professional, and you never got sued in your entire career, never one time, you never did your job. You're gonna get sued at least. I mean, I've been sued in federal court and all kinds of stuff, and they they didn't even win. I mean, it's just you're gonna get sued. Now, the the only one that I tend to agree with his uh, so-called followers just a little bit was the arrest in uh, North Dakota. Uh, now, I think first off, the, a lot of people don't know the backstory, and all they see is this video of him. Going, it just, uh, it starts out with him talking to the librarians, which appears to be a civil conversation. And then the cops come in and say, come in and say, hey, you got to go give me your ID or whatever, you know, and the, they aggressively arrest him. Was that the one with the, the two black cops? No. That, that was Louisiana, right? Yeah. This North Okay. Dakota. I don't know if I saw that one or not. Yeah. If you watch the vi video that I, yeah. Uh, with Philip, you that one was included. Uh, yeah, that cop uh, pushed away the table and charged right at him. No, what what happened before all that happened? Yeah, I know well, that's not on video. 
I mean, it, or did, we haven't seen that part of it. Yeah, yet. we hadn't seen that part because he didn't record when uh, the police cameras, he was able to get a hold of that footage later on. And we heard what the librarians actually said. There are parts of that library that was sealed off for renovation. And uh, he was he was asked not to go in there and put up an argument when asked not to go in there. And that's why the cops were called. Well, you see, they went off. I haven't seen it, so I'm just going to go off for this. And if anybody knows me, go watch my stuff. I do not take up for the cops if they're wrong. If the cop is wrong, I'm, I'm going to call it out, vice versa. Uh, and I'm just going off from what you said. Now, depending, I haven't seen the video at all. Depending on how the librarian came across and when they came up to him, uh, like I said, I haven't watched it. If it's how you're kind of saying it, and I walked up to him and he's just refusing to me, I'm not going to attack him like that. But I am going to escort him out of the library and say, look, dude, this was going on. If you keep doing this and I have to come back and we come back over here, and you don't just go on. We're going to have to put you in jail. You got this woman scared. You're going in unauthorized areas and stuff like that. Then if he keeps complete, he goes back in or acts an ass or something like that. He's going to go to jail. But just to attack him out the blue and he's not being aggressive towards me or he's just being verbally aggressive. That's what they want. You can't let these bad, these idiots go to you into uh, a confrontation because that's what they want. Because that's how they get their money in their lawsuits. You got to get them right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but, uh, uh, I watched your, your other one with the other guy and I was like, eh. I, I understood where he was coming from some, a little bit. But uh, like I said, you got to be smarter than, than, than the those idiots and they they know quite a bit of shit but they also interpret stuff their own ways because i've seen he's worked his way down to louisiana needs to go back somewhere else i can't i mean you know as far as i i will say philip was right that i can't really label him as a pedophile just because yes he was arrested for child pornography he admits to it uh but uh he was only arrested, but not convicted. The charge was dropped. So, yeah, well, but still, no. Well, I, don't why, I don't know why they they don't have enough evidence or anything on them. I, or they just, I mean, I I'm gonna do more investigating into that if I can get more of that story. But uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, speaking with one of these people over in uh, Esterwood, Louisiana, or mm-hmm. not, or within that. Within that area, I don't know if she's actually in Esterwood. I'm going to leave uh, these people that I've been speaking with nameless for their for their own protection. Um, but uh, wow, the the one of them I talked to just uh, went full bore, and I think actually spent some money, gave me a bunch of documents. It's like I I mean, basically, yeah. basically gave me told me uh, how many squares of toilet paper this idiot wiped his ass with. But, is he still in that area trying to assume or he's moved on? We don't know. I, I don't know exactly as we speak where he's at, but I, I think as of last night, he was, he was in that, uh, that area of Louisiana. And that's part of the reason why the video that I did on December 30th is going so viral in the, in that part of Louisiana right now. Well, it's like, and if you noticed all these videos, they're not from 
big areas. They're all smaller type areas. That's yep. what I, that's what they like to the, the hit on. Mate, what is it, did he got arrested over there? I uh, know he didn't get arrested, but he was stopped and he was questioned. In fact, I'm really impressed with the officer in uh, Esterwood. He he was the acting chief because I guess the chief was off duty, and um, he asked for ID. Travis never gave it. Uh, however, the cop was. Uh, I think they ran his plates, like you said. The cop was was. Probably the most civil cop he ever talked to in in all of his confrontations. And uh, he he the cops like, no, we're not going to arrest you for being homeless. You know, the cop the cop was extra nice to him, a lot nicer than he probably should have been if you ask me. Or deserved it, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know why he's still hanging around there. Then they just yeah, just- yeah, but. Yeah, he likes to prolong these, like like you know, when he was asked to leave in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. But uh, you know, it's like ev- everywhere this guy goes, he can't stay very long because he's going to get in some kind of trouble. These idiots don't realize too that follow him. I mean, why the fuck is he always getting arrested wherever he goes? Because he does it on purpose. He's, he's doing t- something. They're like, oh, that poor man, everywhere he goes, he just may, may be a cop magnet. You got to do something in order to warrant that. I mean, Turtle Turtlehead, uh, Wisconsin, they're, they're, people are like, that cop kicked him out of town just because he's homeless, just for no reason. No, that cop was, call, was called by the local community to take care of things. There was something going on. There's also another video where he's, arguing with a security officer on a college property where he's not supposed to park. Yeah. I kind of the ones I did watch today. Uh, so more long, I just kind of went over, but all the places they stopped, he, he always parks in a place that that's going to get, he's going to get called on. He does that on purpose. I saw one, uh, I think it's when y'all talked about it. He was at the library, and all the library ladies said was like, please don't harass the people coming in and out the library. He wasn't, she did get it wrong. He wasn't begging for money, but he was still bothering people. Yeah. If I'm going to the library, I don't, I don't need you telling me, you know, something about veterans. Hey, I support veterans and everything else. I got veterans and friends and family and all stuff, but I don't need you. And you you have a handwritten sign on cardboard. So, yeah, you're coming across as uh, one of them people want money. And he knows what he, he knew he was doing that. And even after she asked him to stop, he continued to do it because he wanted her to call the cops. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's setting it up, you know, basically mm-hmm. a bait and switch for the police. Yeah, he's got his cameras already set up and, and all that yeah. stuff like that. You can and, watch it. It's, it's all set up. And another thing that I'm going to say, too, is ever since this George Floyd nonsense in 2020 with defund the police and all that he's adding to that cause. The fact of the matter is we need police. And when we can't have the police defunded, whether black lives matter wants it or whether idiots like this want it, you know, we got to have our law enforcement. And no, I don't think he, he wants the police gone because if we don't have the police, he ain't going to have nobody to sue, try to sue and get money. Um, unless- Cause that's how he's getting money. Oh my God! He got forty thousand dollars from one police department, twenty five for another. He he makes a cool what uh, five million dollars, whatever. He's he's set for life. Retired. 
he doesn't have to worry about police anymore because he's already got the money he needs to live on for the rest of his fucking life. Wow. Hey, I don't know if y'all seen some in, in shots from inside of his car. If, it, if he's got that much money, he needs to go buy a house because it was nasty. Oh, I, I seen the, it was, the it was, it was just nasty. This guy's got the stink and just, yeah, <laughs> makes it, it, it's, it's horrible. I mean, I don't Unfortunately, these people are, are getting more popular. I think the internet and all that stuff has a lot to do with it. Cause, and then you have that, that secular group of people that just love them and will watch them and like, Oh yeah. And, and cheer them on and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, he, he's got a t-shirt that he sells. It's like, show me your ID and I'll show you mine or some shit like that. I mean, like you, you show me, I'll show you mine. If you show me yours, it's like, really? really? I mean, which oh, but, but you, I think uh, you know what kind of community I'm originally from. Oh yeah, I mean small community. I mean I'm, you, I'm from, you, well. Oh, yeah. It used to be really small where I'm at, but it's getting bigger. But it, yeah, I mean when I grew where I grew up at, we had we had one red light, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean so, and you know my type of people. Oh yeah, yeah, and so you fully understand the gravity of the situation and somebody like this and. He even, I guess a couple of people even came into Horseshoe Bend to protest on his behalf, but well, that didn't last very long, but still, you know, I mean, we're, a, we're welcoming communities, but everybody knows everybody. So when you got a stranger hanging out like that, that's like camping in a parking lot, it stands out like a sore thumb. Oh God. I mean, you say everybody knows everybody. I mean, if you wake up first thing in the morning and fart, uh, I can guarantee you, you're going to go to the coffee shop and people are, are gossiping about it. Yeah, it's like, man, what did you eat last night? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's It's the way it is. And, and where I live at now, like I said, it's much bigger now, but they still got some of the local coffee shops where everybody in there knows each other. And you walk in, and you're, you're not part of their coffee house club, basically. It's this breakfast place. And, you know, 99% of people in the restaurant will turn around and look at you like, because they don't know who you are. Yes. Oh, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm just good at McDonald's or something. I mean, shit, I just wanted a biscuit, but y'all making me a little nervous <laughs> with all these people staring at you. But it's just, they still, in places, that's the kind of places they're trying to, him and his type of people are going to. Yes. But we are out of time, Iceman, uh, for this segment. I want to thank you once again for joining me. And yeah, no problem. Before we end the video or cut to a music set, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, plug the Motor Cop Video Chronicles? Or I, I don't know why I say Video Chronicles because because I do, uh, but uh, Motor Cop Chronicles podcast. There we go. Yeah, check us out. Uh, I think he's saying video because every Wednesday we do a live show of uh, midweek news. We review uh, crime in the news and cops. Uh, every Sunday I have audio that comes out where it's either my stories or I have uh, other law enforcement professionals that have been interviewed on all the podcast platforms you can follow on facebook youtube rumble all the major places motor cop chronicles podcast by the way is duke your mascot duke is uh i guess he turned into that he is actually uh laying right here and he uh was not my dog at first he was my stepson's dog that uh he asked if we could watch him for a while and that was about eight years ago so he is now my dog and he just kept popping his head in here and people were like who is that i'm like so he's duke the dog now <laughs> i know yeah i could tell he's loyal i do see a little bit of that gray so i know he's getting up there but 
Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he, he's about nine years old. So I mean, but he's a like about forty pound dog. So he's got one probably a pretty good long life ahead of. Him. Yeah. All right. Well. uh, Hey, thank you very much, and uh, we'll be speaking again sometime soon, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, anytime. Just hit me up. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have the Iceman. Yes, him and I just stepping out of the bashing zone. Time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we got Bullet to the Heart, going to be followed by Scuzz Twitley, Yard Call, Six Gun Quota, and the Blues Brewers. Be right back. After this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. Of your mind you seek to destroy But you waste your time Upon an fixture You think you got it made But the demons call your name I'm coming at you I hope you drop dead I know you'll be afraid I'm coming at you Feel my cyanide My breath around your neck I'm coming at you And here splitting line The ignorant king of your realm You're just a jester to my court A puppet on a string A bloodline turns the back on you I'm coming at you Hey there, swinging bachelors. Tired of the steady drip, drip, drip of gonorrhea? Well, then Peter Rooter could be just what you've been looking for. Peter Rooter, that's the name you just flush your troubles down the drain. Rodden Peter, Rodden Peter, Rodden Peter. 
Middle of the grizzly bears in the redwood trees You wanna save the whales and the honeybees You like to pet the chickens and kiss their beaks Well, I've had about enough of you damn hippie freaks So keep hugging that tree Cause I got a chainsaw You wanna cuddle the cows and snuggle the pigs you lay around munching on berries and twigs You won't eat bacon unless it's made from tofu There's something really, really fucking wrong with you Keep hugging that tree Cause I got a chainsaw You want seaweed salad and lentil soup Why don't you take a fucking shower Cause you smell like poop I'd like to run you off the road In your electric car Cause thanks to you I can't smoke in a bar Keep hugging that tree Cause I got a chainsaw Why don't you move to the forest And live off bark The stars are awful pretty When it gets real dark and you'll feel so at peace among nature's grace You can tell the wolves you love them while they chew off your face And keep hugging that tree Cause I got a chainsaw Now don't get me wrong, I think nature's great I've had every kind of farming on my dinner plate Why don't you all come over? And dine with me, I'm gonna barbecue a panda and it's gluten-free Keep hugging that tree, cause I got a chainsaw Yeah, keep hugging that tree, cause I got a chainsaw Don't 
the seas Keep coming For my life What I have is in trouble. Critical race theory, social justice indoctrination, and the sexualization of children have infiltrated our schools and libraries. Leftist organizations and causes are being funded with your tax dollars, and it's happening right here, right now, in Idaho. Our state is at risk of becoming another California. But one organization is working to fix that, save Idaho, and save America. The Idaho Freedom Foundation. For 13 years, the Idaho Freedom Foundation has been fighting for Idaho's future, our families, and our children. Exposing and defeating socialism and taking on the establishment. But now we need your help. Get involved. Learn more about the Idaho Freedom Foundation at IdahoFreedom.org. At some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point, located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government, 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine-square-mile city of like-minded people who know the best way to deal with a disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug-out bunker with the amenities of home, visit TerraVivos.com, T-E-R-R-A-V-I-V-O-S.com. X-Point. X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jiggs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboying alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats. That's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA 
by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We the People Holsters has just what you need. We the People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry, as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We the People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We the People Holsters today. ConcealedCarry.com is your source for firearm education and instruction, an online store of apparel and firearm accessories, and a media outlet for the firearm industry. ConcealedCarry.com offers training, news, information, and products that help and empower American gun owners to be citizens who are prepared and willing to protect the innocent from the criminals, predators, and terrorists that would feed on our communities. Concealed Carry Inc., the organization behind ConcealedCarry.com, has a team of instructors that teach in-person and online firearm training classes across the United States of America. In today's society, everyone is safer and better prepared by obtaining as much education, training, and knowledge as possible. Firearm training is a lifelong pursuit. Get armed with the knowledge you need as a firearms owner. Visit ConcealedCarry.com today. That's ConcealedCarry.com. ConcealedCarry.com. Proudly endorsed by the Bearded Patriots. From the bowels of a nondescript building in a little hick town, this is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in a mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio. The songs you just heard, you just heard the Blues Brewers with Mountains. Before that, Six Gun Quota with Evil and the Angel. For that yard call with this old truck. For that scuzz Twitly with keep hugging that tree because I got a chainsaw. <laughs> and starting off the whole set, bullet to the heart with knives deep. All right, so it's time to turn it over to the icon Stephen James for the Steve solution. Here we go. If you have any trouble voting, they have officials there at the election site to assist if you need assistance that's what they're there for they cannot tell you who to vote for how to vote whatever that is against so many laws it's not even funny and if there's ever a whiff of that i think every vote in a particular precinct could be nullified and certainly the participant could find him or herself doing some jail time this is the steve solution with stephen james on outlaw radio Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Solution. I am your host, the icon, Stephen James, joined by, as always, the co-founder and CEO of AOW Productions, Bad Billy. What's going on, buddy? Not much, not much. Uh, Yeah, we got a rather serious uh, subject to talk about, but before we do, let's not forget to mention... Our affiliates, of course, there's uh, Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com or MyStore.com. Use promo code OUTLAW to get up to 66% off, possibly more off of your purchase if there's a special going on. There's My Patriot Supply. 
be sure to, uh, during the next unplanned emergency, and believe me, there is going to be one one of these days, make sure you are prepared. Get yourself some food with a 25-year shelf life. Yes, that's My Patriot Supply. Uh, if you like cigars, there's... And I do. Patriot, Patriot Cigar Company. Go to mypatriotcigars.com. Use promo code OUTLAW to get up to uh, 15% off. Uh, there's We the People holsters. I'm wearing mine right now. Uh, mine is in my lockbox with my gun, but it will be strapped to my waist when I go to work tomorrow morning. Yep. I'm and, still waiting uh, my, for my samples from the other companies, by the way. Just saying. Tech. Tactical Brotherhood, uh, Red Pill University, it's all there. Links in the description of the video if you are watching it. Yep. So, oh boy, I got to tell you, I, I when I lived in Memphis, Tennessee, it was it was a rough place, I, no doubt. But I, but that southern ass atmosphere and that southern hospitality, and man, it was fantastic. Now. Uh, the sad news that uh, we're we're looking at police brutality and murder and should I say black on black crime? I don't know that I would call it black on black crime. Well, we had I think it was five black officers. It was uh, on a uh, on a black suspect. So yeah, and uh, the. Police officers committed a crime. So, yeah, yeah, we could call it black-on-black black crime. Yes, but it was, yes, a black suspect, and it was black officers, and it was a crime. So I guess, technically speaking, you could call it black-on-black black crime. I would worry less about that than I would call it one of, if not the most significant instances of police brutality since Rodney King. By the way, if you see Steven's uh, screen acting funny, don't worry about it. It's just some kind of glitch. It's no big deal. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Or so I'm really just an AI character and I don't exist in the real world. I mean, I, I looked into the story a little bit now. Did the uh, cops ha have a reason to stop Rodney King? Yes, they did. Did they have any business beating the shit out of him with their batons? No. I mean, they. Uh, from what I understand, he did run after him and tried to attack him, and they had to act accordingly to do something to assess the situation. The but first 30 they, seconds, the first 30 seconds of the Rodney King video were generally justified by the use of force policy of the LAPD and it was fine. It was the other 45 seconds of the video when they kept beating him when he was already obviously subdued. That was the problem. Yep. And I will say, and I will say this, he was driving a Hyundai at like 115 miles an hour, which by the way, at the time Hyundai even said, fuck our cars go that fast and he did initially resist arrest we don't see any of that in this case now from what i understand uh, 
Tyree Nichols uh, was uh, reckless driving the, and they stopped him. And all, you know, I I don't know any more of the story from there, but I saw the the footage and I wanted to fucking puke. The curious part that I I'm wondering about is you know obviously the uh, city of Memphis and Memphis PD released the body cam footage, but it starts after the initial stop when they pull him out of the car. It doesn't show any reckless drive. It doesn't show whether or not they had any kind of probable cause to even pull him over. There's some audio from the officers after the fact talking about how he tried to ram their car and all this stuff. I'm curious as to whether or not they even had any justification to pull this young man over. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it says reckless driving, but do we know that? Or do, or were they trying, it's, hey, it's uh, damn near the end of January. So. Got to get the quotas up. Yeah. So, I mean, what bit. I mean, what business do they have to pull him over in the first place? That I mean, they, it says reckless driving, but do we really know that? Rodney King, yeah, he was he was reckless driving, and if he were still alive today, he would have told you, yeah, I I, I kind of fucked up right there. No, I mean, he even said it himself many times. Look, he's like, I was stupid, I was high, I was dumb. I didn't deserve what I got, but yes, I they legitimately tried to pull me over for a real reason. We'll never know that in this case unless they release, you know, previous, yeah. you know, dash cam footage of whatever this young man Tyree had done to get pulled over. But in absence of other proof, I'm assuming these officers pulled him over uh, for, you know, the very serious crime of DWB. And quite frankly, this shit is making me sound like a liberal and it's pissing me off. DWB, what's that mean? That means driving while black. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, we, and the sad thing is we are not going to get Tyree's side of the story. Why? No. Because these cocksuckers not only beat him, but they beat him to death. Literally, he's gone. The, and, you know, the interesting thing, as far as my perspective, you've heard me on this show many, many times when we talk about police brutality and 98% of the time, I am on the side of the cops. I'm still on the side of the cops to a certain extent, in the George Floyd thing. Did they go too far? Maybe. Were they doing their job? Yes. This is not one of those instances. These cops simply abused their power. This was apparently part of a team that exists within the Memphis Police Department. That's why there was five officers there, not just a single patrol car and then backup called and all that. These are teams that, you know, do these kinds of things as far as, you know, high-end traffic stops and things like that. They work as a unit. 
what I'm not understanding is if this is a team listening and watching that video, but mainly listening to the audio, anytime you've got a unit of officers, there's always a lead. There's always the quarterback that is directing traffic. I did not hear that here. Why was there not one person standing there giving direction to the other officers? I mean, I understand it was, you know, a tense situation, but it doesn't matter when you're supposed to be trained to deal with that. They had him on the ground at one point and had, and if you can see the audio, his arm about right here. Uh, he with, ain't gonna, with, he gonna resi resist when when he's pinned up like that. How? Well, th this is before he got up and ran. There's no reason whatsoever when his arm was in that position that they shouldn't have been able to get at least one cuff on it. And if you can get one cuff on, I can tell you from past experience, you get one cuff on, you've already got two cuffs on, because all you have to do is twist that cuff and you lead that you can lead that person marching down main oh. street and i can i can tell you from experience on my part too that uh handcuffs fucking hurt you don't even need a handcuff if you want to try this at home put on you know a moderately tight bracelet use your wives sir if you're a woman use your bracelet and just get it right around this area of the wrist and then twist that motherfucker. It's going to hurt like hell. And you will do whatever the person twisting it tells you to do because it hurts. Yeah. See, I've even heard of that technique, too, is where if you uh, wrench the handcuffs on on somebody so tight, then you, then, then you take your take your finger and. Just kind of twist the chain e either way, you know. You're gonna you're gonna make them fucking squeal. It's not even the chain. It's you know the flat part of the cuff, like right here. You twist that, and it just hits here, and it hurts like hell. I know I've done it to myself because it was part of our training to know how to control a suspect. The last uh, no, that's not what I heard, Stephen. Because I heard that. Uh, one of your women put it on you in uh, while one of your uh, sessions there and uh, basically <clears throat> um, made you comment. do what she wanted you to do. So uh, I didn't immediately uh, comply with her request and <laughs> I just had to do that. <laughs> but no, uh, and they had uh, <laughs> quit making me laugh when this is a very serious I subject. <laughs> I wouldn't be outlaw radio if we didn't throw. Very uh, true. Com At any rate, they had ample opportunity from what I saw from the body cam footage. And I'm not even a police expert. You know, I did a few years of law enforcement. But even I could see from watching that footage is there's five of you. Why did nobody put a fucking cuff on him when he was in that prone position? It would have been over. It's stupid. And to be fair, even Fox News at this point, which is, you know, we always defend the cops, Fox News, 
is like these motherfuckers are stupidly guilty. Now, but since we are limited to time, Stephen, let let's talk about proper punishment. I mean, there there's irrefutable evidence that these sons of bitches are guilty. At this point, unfortunately, they're only charged with second-degree murder. And in the state of Tennessee, as far as I could tell from my research, uh, you only get the death penalty if it's either first-degree murder, uh, murder in the commission of a robbery, or murder of a police officer. So they're not going to get the death penalty in in Tennessee unless... I mean, this was just the grand jury's indictment. Uh, the prosecution could go to the judge and request first-degree murder, murder because there are special circumstances because they are law enforcement and that. Looks like I'm taking over your whole screen now. In oh. a little uh, one-second incre- increments, but... Oh, how fun is that? Uh, so, no, I don't think the death penalty will be on the table. I, I don't think so either. And that, that's what I'm thinking is the charge is going, it would be second degree murder. Because I, I really don't believe well, that the cops intended to kill him. No, uh, and I assume um, there's going to be one or more that flip on the others. So we're not going to see the same punishment doled out for each and every officer. Uh, I'm, I mean, if it was me, I'm the junior officer taking the lead from you know my senior officer. I'm flipping on him, and I'm going to take the lesser punishment. Probably get you know man two something like that. Whereas the senior officers are probably going to end up with murder to uh, and plead out and probably do high in 20 years for the senior officers. Uh, man two, I don't know what the minimum carries, but they will probably do the minimum for that, which means they will serve half of whatever that minimum is. So, so with what we're looking at uh, the probability of what uh, of what's most likely to happen, but let's get into our personal opinions of what should really happen. Uh, my personal opinion, yeah, all, all five of them should spend life in prison, and once a week, a friend or family member of the victim should be allowed to walk into that prison and punch each and every one of those officers one time wherever they want, and the rest of their time, they should be forced to watch home videos of this young man to be reminded of the life they took. That's my opinion. I, you know, I like the death penalty under circumstances, but under the right circumstances, yeah. right? In this one, I, I I don't want the death penalty. I want punishment. I want them to be spending, 
you know, they should, you know, park a TV out front of each of these guys' cells. Oh, yeah. It's it's your TV time, guys. Yeah, and make you watch home videos of this man playing with his kids. Remind you every day of what you did. And let's let's add in videos of the parents and family members crying, saying that there's their son, their baby, their yep, their is is never coming home again. So throw that there. And I want to throw one more thing into the punishment, and that is good old fashioned old school hard fucking labor. Ooh, I like that. So make them, you know, take them somewhere. Whether they- and make and make big rocks into little rocks and make little rocks into sand, and and then when when it's time at the end of the day, it's TV time. Mm-hmm. And again, once a week, one member of you know their family, friends, kids, whatever, gets to come by and punch you wherever the fuck they want to punch you. Yeah, I mean that's that sounds more than fair if you ask me. I mean, there's not a lot. I agree with the Middle Eastern, but there's one thing I do agree with as far as the way they dispense justice. If you're a thief, you get your hands cut off. If you're a rapist, you get your dick cut off. If you're a murderer, I would think that, you know, a member of that person's family should be able to come by and just, you know, fucking bust your nose open. Or, or if, if someone is assigned the death penalty, like, uh, I'd say, let's take Ted Bundy for, for example, uh, maybe, uh, some, uh, some of the family members can put it in a hat for a, a random drawing of, who's going to flip the switch at the electric chair or who's going to pull the trigger or who's going to pull the lever at the gallow. I've always said, I think we should go back to hangings on the courthouse lawn. If you're convicted of really any kind of murder and there are say, you know, three or more credible witnesses or five body cams. I don't know. That seems to work pretty well, too. If you're convicted of that murder, there's no appeal process. It's on video. We've got it. Or there's, you know, again, three or more eyewitnesses. You don't get the appeals process. We walk your ass out of the courtroom, put you up on the gallow on the courthouse lawn the way we used to, and just fucking end it. It's done. This would end any of the protests. And first off, why the fuck is Atlanta on fire? Oh, you know what? You know what, though? Yeah, because Antifa had said, you know, prepare for violence, you know, but one thing a few Antifa members are doing, are learning right now is that uh, the state of Georgia is not the state of Oregon, 
or the state of California or the state of New York where they where they just let that shit slide. Oh no, the state of Georgia is going to charge them with terrorism. Not just that, but they brought out the National Guard right the fuck away and posted up fucking dudes in camo and machine guns and like fuck around and find out. That being said, Memphis, dude, we've already arrested the guys. Why are you blocking freeways? Oh God! You know, they—they they are already. They're already doing what you want them to do. They did it before you started the protest. Oh, get the fuck off the goddamn interstate and let people get across the Memphis Bridge. Everyone, left and right, agrees with this. There's nothing to protest. Oh, no. The fact of the matter is, too, is one thing I read on Twitter is that that these were black people upholding white supremacy. (laughs) No, these were these were black assholes wanting to show everybody how big their dicks are because one of those fucking officers that I, I think I read has a long history of police brutality and he's been warned and suspended for it before. Yeah, but you know, Black Lives Matter has to raise money, so. Yeah, well, they're getting enough from George Soros. But. And they're about to get another check because of this, so. And watch this. None of that money goes to help benefit uh, underprivileged black people. Nope. I'm going to buy myself a. A mansion at Martha's Vineyard or something. Uh, I believe it was Southern California, but I take your meaning. Yep. But, uh, Stephen, we are out of time, brother. Uh, But, uh, yeah, uh, this was a good subject to talk about. I will be following up on this story. And may those five cocksuckers burn in fucking hell after they do some significant time behind bars. Fuck them. No parole. No, these cocksuckers committed murder and they deserve uh, anything and everything they get. And I will say it all lives fucking matter. Rest in peace, Tyree Nichols. I honestly can't say it better than you just did. And I assume things are probably going to get worse and we're going to be following up next week with this story. And I really hope we don't have to. So peace out. And literally, if you're in Memphis, please don't just don't. Yes, indeed. Well, we are out of here. Y'all have a good one. Prayer for the victims. And uh, I'll be praying for swift justice for the uh, perpetrators. Same here. Good night. And that will do it for this week's edition of Outlaw Radio. 
on tap for next week is yet to be determined. Going to end the show with Buckaroos and Dead Snake. And it's uh, what I can think about. And those uh, police officers who did what they did to Tyree Nickel, they're a bunch of fucking snakes. Snakes in the grass, fucking bastards. All right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Outlaw Radio. And I will be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. Out of the road, snake on my boot, this snake will lie. Songbird singing on the first line, leave the dead open, songbird will fly. Oh, songbird will Oh, my boo.
Fresh Baked Tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to FreshBakedTees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better. In the MyPillow store, get pillows and other products. Use the promo code OUTLAW and get up to a 66% discount, even more during specials. In the My Patriot Supply store, prepare for the next unplanned emergency and buy buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. Check out We the People holsters made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. The Tactical Brotherhood is veteran-owned, and the gear and other products they sell are all American-made. A portion of your purchases go to support organizations for veterans. At ConcealedCarry.com, find news, get firearm instruction, and buy accessories and apparel. At Patriot Cigars, purchase premium cigars. Save 15% when you use the promo code OUTLAW. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. We are proudly sponsored by One of a Kind Art 43, created by professional artist Tammy Blackman. Tammy offers free consultations and will customize your art piece to fit your needs. Each of her pieces are, as the name suggests, is one of a kind because each are personalized pieces and once she is done, there will never be another. If you are interested, go visit Tammy on her social media pages, Facebook and TikTok by searching One of a Kind Art 43, where Tammy broadcasts her work and she's making custom tumblers or canvas art for another satisfied customer. You can always reach out to Tammy through her email at oneofakindart43 at gmail.com or call 409-234-5156. Although the prices vary, the quality is unmatched. Again, her social media pages are one of a kind with underscores between each word, followed by the word art and the number 43. Thank you again, Tammy, for another presence on this show. Pancakes. Hot, fluffy, delicious pancakes smothered in butter and warm maple syrup. Growing up in foster care, Terrence Williams always dreamed about big family gatherings around the breakfast table with Grandma in the kitchen, cooking up a big family breakfast. As a kid, he could almost smell that intoxicating aroma of those delicious hot and fluffy pancakes. 
As an adult, he has cultivated his love for cooking and his passion for food into his line of Cousin T's pancake mixes. I'm talking gourmet pancakes here. Go to CousinTees.com. Browse all the pancake choices including buttermilk, apple cinnamon, blueberry, and various limited edition pancake mixes. Show the world how much you love Cousin T's pancakes with Cousin T's apparel and drinkware. Go to CousinTees.com. C-O-U-S-I-N-T-S.com. Cousin T's, y'all, the best pancakes you have ever had. You can't cancel these pancakes. Get yours today. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at Outlaw Radio. 